This Money Wise podcast is underwritten in part by the National Christian Foundation, helping people create a giving strategy based on biblical principles so they can be wise stewards of all they have and experience the joy of greater generosity. Do you have a giving strategy? Make the most of what God has given you at ncfgiving.org. Question, how can you receive income and increase your generosity at the same time? Hi, I'm Rob West. The answer, with a charitable gift annuity. It gives you both security and a novel way to be more generous with ministries and organizations doing the Lord's work. I'll talk about this special kind of annuity today with George Duffin. Then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is MoneyWise, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, our guest today is George Duffin with the National Christian Foundation. George has led NCF's charitable gift annuity program for the last 17 years, serving more than a 1,000 believers as they set up these special accounts that provide much-needed funding for around 240 ministries and charities. George, great to have you on the program. Oh, Rob, I'm elated to be here. George, uh, charitable gift annuities sound a bit complex. Uh, Help us understand what they are and how they can actually help believers be more generous with God's resources. Yeah, definitely. Now, from the perspective of a charity wanting to issue a gift annuity, yes, it is. From that perspective, Rob, it is complex. There's liability and there's state regulations, uh, compliance and annual filing. So, But from the perspective of the person who's wanting to fund a gift annuity to advance the charity of uh, ministry work near and dear to their heart, uh, the appeal is it's simplicity, Mm. Rob. And and the fact that most people uh, refer to this as the gift that gives back. Uh, And it's largely because they realize they make a gift, one, to charity, Okay. And they also make a gift to up to two people in the form of payments for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you can make yourself one of those payments recipients, and most okay. people do, um, but you don't have to be the payment recipient yourself. And so if we look at these two gifts, a gift to charity and uh, a gift to yourself in the form of payments for life, For the gift to charity, there is a charitable deduction for that portion. Okay. Now, for the payments that are coming back to you for life or going to two other people, that payout rate is suggested by the American Council on Gift Annuities. Rob, the great thing about this organization in suggesting the payout rates is that 96% of charities follow those rates. So that a giver doesn't have to uh, rate shop, wondering if ABC ministry offers a, a higher payout rate than XYZ uh, ministry. Yes. Uh, so they could give to where their heart uh, is. Now, their age uh, is one of the factors that determines the payout rate in that the principle here is the more senior the person is, the higher the payout rate. The other factor that determines the payout rate is the timing of the payments. 
Mm -hmm. uh, someone could set this up now, but then wait later to start the payments. And, uh, and the principle here is the longer you wait, the higher the payout rate. And as those payments continue for life, uh, once uh, we get to the end of the gift annuity, when the person hears, well done, thy good and faithful servant, mm -hmm. the charity is able to use those funds to advance their mission. Now, the, Rob, the joke amongst charities uh, is for those that do charitable gift annuities, they seem yeah. to have longevity. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> yes. they seem to live forever. And in fact, our most <laughs> senior uh, donor that has done one of these gifts is currently 105. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a powerful tool, George, because, you know, here in this season of life where perhaps you're sitting on a large asset of investments, you're needing income, but you want to bless a charity or ministry and get uh, tax favored status in making this gift to be able to make the gift to the charity, to know that God's resources are going to be used by this ministry that's obviously near and dear to your heart at your death is something that you're excited about. But uh, while you're still here and God's not done with you, you have the benefit of getting this income, you and someone else, perhaps your spouse. So we'll continue to talk about charitable gift annuities. Our guest today is George Duffin. He oversees the National Christian Foundation's charitable gift annuity program. Don't go anywhere. Much more to come. Stay with us. Do you ever feel stressed or anxious about money? If so, that's normal, but you don't have to accept that. You can find peace of mind and financial security. Learn how with the 31-day devotional, Money Seeking God's Wisdom. You'll find daily questions to reflect on and practical exercises paired with scripture for spiritual and financial growth. Right now, you can request your copy of the Money Seeking God's Wisdom 31-day devotional with a gift of any amount at moneywise.org. Do you feel like your hands are tied with debt, preventing you from serving God? If you have credit card debt, Christian credit counselors can help. Through our debt management program, we can get you out of credit card debt about 80% faster while honoring your debt in full. For more information on how Christian credit counselors can help, visit ChristianCreditCounselors.org. That's ChristianCreditCounselors.org. Or call 800-557-1985. 800-557-1985. Thanks for joining us today on MoneyWise. I'm Rob West. Joining me today, George Duffin with the National Christian Foundation. George leads NCF's charitable gift annuity program, and he has for the last 17 years. NCF is an underwriter of this program. And George, just before the break, we were talking about this powerful tool to bless a ministry, give you some tax advantages and income for life. Now, it might seem like charitable gift annuities are only for older folks who've accumulated a lot of wealth. Is that the case so for people that issue or fund a an immediate payout gift annuity yes you're you're right that the average age of those individuals are between 78 and 79 however there are tools giving uh, charitable gift annuity tools that are deferred and when you look at those deferred gift annuities and who are doing those those tend to be more attractive to younger people. 
And so mm -hmm. that's where you set up the gift annuity. Now you defer the payments and the payments are uh, growing because there is a uh, compounding interest calculation that is factored in and you're getting a higher payment. And then you have something, Rob, called a flexible deferred gift annuity. And that's a unique tool where uh, someone could set it up now. They don't know when they want to start the payments. Maybe they want to tie it to uh, something like retirement. So if they're in their 50s and they want to start the payments, maybe when they become 65 or 70, yeah. they can have the flexibility of choosing later when to start mm -hmm. those payments. Those tend to be more attractive to younger people. We have one person that funded a gift annuity at age 40. And mm. so that's young. Now, yeah. as far as the wealthy, yeah, we have wealthy people that have done gift annuities for uh, in the millions. And we do have that everyday steward. Uh, I can go on and on about stories of our annuitants. We have uh, one lady that we interviewed when she turned 100 mm -hmm. and we wanted to get her God story. And she shared with us that for 13 years, she was a missionary in Sudan. And then she came back to the States, uh, finished up her college, was a teacher for 13 years. But th that mission field was drawing on her heart. And so mm -hmm. she went back to the mission field until she turned 70, came back to the U.S., had a heart for uh, ministries that reached out to Africa and decided, hey, I could do gift annuities to mm. benefit these charities and actually give more than I thought I could because I'm getting this benefit back. So here we have this missionary and this teacher funding multiple gift annuities to help ministries that do a great work in Africa. I love that. George, quickly, uh, why would somebody who's younger go ahead and initiate a gift now, even though they're not going to begin drawing income until some event later in life? What's the benefit of doing it today? Yeah, the benefit is the payout rate. So mm -hmm. if uh, someone who is currently, let's say, 75 years old, uh, and they're getting a, a certain payout rate, uh, which is great and attractive, Let's take that uh, a different scenario when someone is 60 years old and they wait yeah. until they're 75. The payout rate is considerably larger for that person who defers the payments and, and yeah. wait. Very good. All right. Uh, what about the market volatility? Is it a safe time to contribute with a charitable gift annuity right now? And perhaps when is the best time? This is an important question. Uh, for this time that we are in. And for anyone that's considering funding a gift annuity, it really is vital for them to kind of do the their due diligence on the charity that's issuing the gift annuity because the okay. payments are backed by the charity and the full faith of the charity. So this person who is wanting to fund a gift annuity, you would want to know what are the assets backing the charity? How long have the charity been in, in existence? And, and Rob, here's a, an odd question that you would want to ask. Uh, the American Council on Gift Annuity suggests rates. Do you go above it? Now, on the surface, that may seem like a, a good deal if someone is offering a rate above it. But then those rates that are offered by or suggested by the American Council on Gift Annuities are actuarially sound. And so if a charity is going above it, then you need to take a deeper dive into making sure that they are able to make those payments for the rest of their life. 
the way that National Christian Foundation helped to mitigate the volatility in the market is we do something called reinsurance. And that's buying a commercial annuity that exactly matches the payments. In doing so, the payments are now backed not only by National Christian Foundation, but also a large gift annuity, uh, I'm sorry, a large insurance company. In this way, they're not going to outlive those payments. And Rob, a byproduct of reinsurance is that now the charity doesn't have to wait until the person hears, well done, thy good and faithful servant. There is a benefit at the onset that can go to their mission. Yeah, that's really helpful. Uh, George, are there any challenges or drawbacks that folks need to be aware of with charitable gift annuities? Yeah, in, indeed. Uh, gift annuities, uh, like many of these gifts, they're irrevocable or irrevocable, depending on what part of the country you live in. And so once you do the gift, you're unable to get the principal back. Uh, the other challenge or uh, something to be mindful of is that, yes, these are fixed payments, which are great. And so if we're going through a hard market time, these payments are not going to fluctuate. But the converse is if we go through a great market time, uh, these payments will not go up and there there isn't any uh, inflation adjustment in the payments. OK. And so, Rob, that's something to be mindful of. We had one person that did multiple flexible deferred gift annuities. Mm. And in this way, he was able to turn them on at separate times, which kind of helped to mimic uh, that uh, inflation protection. So his payments yes. were going up as time was going by. Yeah, very good. Uh, what about from a giving standpoint, uh, the donor is obviously getting a financial return. How does that square with biblical generosity? George, mm. is there a conflict? Uh, wow, this is a great question. Uh, I had a mentor. He passed away two years ago, and he would always say that before you get into the technical and before you get into the mechanical, it's important to share the spiritual. Mm. What's the spiritual aspect for for what you do? And for him, it was Philippians four seventeen, where Paul said, "Not that I seek the gift, and the gift meaning a financial gift." Yes but I seek that which credits to your account. And so the, the George Duffin translation of that is, it's not what I want from you, but it's what I want for you. Yeah. And Rob, in a very uh, real way, I could borrow that as uh, that's my biblical framework for what I do. But looking at it from the donor's perspective, that is the principle, the biblical principle of sowing and reaping. I love the way that Charles Stanley says it when he says, you reap what you sow, you reap later than you sow, and you reap more than you sow. Yes. That is exactly how a charitable gift annuity works. Uh, and Luke 6.38 kind of ties it into a bow where it says, give and it shall be given unto you. Great information today, George. Thanks for stopping by, my friend. Uh, it is wonderful to be here, Bob. Folks, you can learn more on NCF's website, ncfgiving.com. There's a whole resource section on charitable gift annuities with videos and calculators. You can also find a local NCF office. Again, that's ncfgiving.com. Your calls are next, 800-525-7000. We'll be right back.
God's Word is packed with life-changing wisdom about your finances. And MoneyWise is here to help you and millions of others learn to be wise stewards. As a nonprofit organization, we rely on help from MoneyWise patrons, supporters of this mission, to help us continue and expand our outreach. Has God provided financial answers for you through this ministry? If so, please consider becoming a monthly MoneyWise patron. Visit MoneyWise.org and click Give on the homepage. Investing is more than just returns. It's an expression of who you are and what you value. Does the way you invest your money reflect your identity as a Christian? At Eventide, we design investments for performance and a better world, so you can invest with a confidence to reach your financial goals while remaining true to your Christian values and commitments. We call this investing that makes the world rejoice. More is available at investeventide.com. That's investeventide.com. Welcome back to Money Wise. I'm Rob West. This is the program where the 2300 verses on money and possessions found in God's Word intersect with today's financial decisions and choices. The number to get in on the conversation, 800-525-7000. 800-525-7000. Let's head right to the phone, Chicago, Illinois. Xavier, you're our first caller today. Go right ahead, sir. Hi, what are I-bonds, and um, do you think it's a wise investment? Uh, yeah, Xavier, I really like I-bonds right now. So I-bonds, the I just stands for inflation. These are bonds that are issued by the U.S. Treasury. Uh, they're pegged to what's called CPI, which is the Consumer Price Index. So they rise when there is inflation like we have right now, uh, which makes them a phenomenal investment because there's almost zero risk because they're backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. Now, uh, given that, that I just shared, you might say, well, I want to load up on these. Well, you can only purchase up to $10,000 worth of electronic I-bonds per year, per calendar year, and you do that at treasurydirect.gov. Now, uh, you have to hold them for at least a year. And if you redeem them uh, in less than five years, longer than a year, but less than five, you'll lose three months worth of interest as a penalty. But that's not a big deal. Let's say you held it uh, you know, for a full year and then you pull it out, you redeem the bonds. Um, out of the roughly $962 you would make, uh, you'd give back a couple of hundred dollars worth of that as a penalty. Uh, but still a phenomenal uh, rate of return. Now, that interest rate, the portion that adjusts, based on CPI, it does change every six months. And so it just changed in um, May. It will change again at the end of October. So that 9.62 will adjust to something else come November of this year. But I suspect because of where inflation's at and because it's going to take quite a while for it to come down to acceptable levels, we're still going to see an elevated rate of return uh, for at least the next year. Uh, so I think for that reason and because of the safety of these, Xavier, I like them a lot. Um, you can't put qualified money in, so don't think money in an IRA or a 401k. But if you have cash sitting around that's not earmarked for anything, you're willing to lock it up for a year, this is a great option. And again, the place you'd go is treasurydirect.gov. Just click on the link for the series I-bonds. 
and all the instructions will be there to create an account, transfer the funds in to purchase the electronic bonds, and you'd be all set. Do you have any questions? No. Uh, thanks for um, letting me know about uh, Okay. You're welcome. TreasuryDirect.gov is the place to go. God bless you, my friend. Uh, let's head south to Florida. Francisco, thank you for calling. Go right ahead. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, My daughter, she's uh, working for the first time now in her life, and we got a a secure credit card for her. And and I heard the other day you were giving some advice on how to use, uh, how how much to use out of that uh, amount given to her and when to pay to to make the the best out of it. And and unfortunately, I forgot what you said that day, so sorry if I'm asking a, a question with repeat it again. No problem, Francisco. I'm delighted to weigh in on this. Uh, This can be a very effective way to build credit, especially for somebody who doesn't have uh, credit established quite yet. Uh, The key is, you know, I don't have a problem with folks using credit cards as long as there's training that goes with it so that they understand that they can be dangerous if you use them uh, to purchase things that you are not able to pay for. Uh, You don't want to incur balances that you can't pay off in full, which means we only use credit cards for budget items uh, so that we can pay them off in full. And if we can use them that way responsibly, then they can be a very effective tool to help us build credit, but also just for convenience and ease of use. Uh, The secured credit card is a way for someone without established credit to get a card where they otherwise perhaps would not have been able to. And it's because you put a certain amount on deposit with the institution, they issue a credit limit against it, and then you can charge up to that amount. They have recourse if you don't pay because they can just take the money that's on deposit. But as long as you keep it current and pay it off, that money will just sit right there securing or collateralizing the amount that's being charged. So what your daughter would want to do at this point, I think, is to make at a minimum one budgeted purchase each month. Uh, so it could be paying a utility bill. It could be buying gas. It could be a, a media subscription that's just a recurring charge each month. And then pay that balance off in full each month. And in doing so, that on-time repayment history, Francisco, will be reported to the credit bureaus. And in doing so, it will begin to establish credit uh, and that will cause her score to rise over time. Now, you are going to want to make sure that uh, these banks do report or this bank reports to uh, the three credit bureaus. Most do. But uh, after a month or two, you could have her pull her credit reports at annualcreditreport.com just to make sure that account is listed and that those uh, those on-time payments are being uh, payments are being reflected. Uh, does that answer your question, though, or was there something else you wanted to tackle? Thank you. No, yes, it answered my question. Just one one more question. Let's say out sure. of uh, what percentage uh, would you recommend not going over uh, on that uh, that purchase that she's going to do every month? Yeah. out of the total balance. I don't know if that makes also no, it, it does. an impact on the credit. Yeah, so there there is something called a credit utilization, uh, which is one of the bri- big drivers of your credit score. And so the, the algorithm uh, wants to have you at th- uh, less than 30% of the limit. 
So that's why I said, you know, it'd be great if she just put one small recurring charge on there every month. Because even though she's paying it off, unless she pays it off before the end of the cycle, that balance of whatever she's charging prior to her paying it off is going to be reported to the Bureau as her balance for the month. And if that balance is above 30% of the limit, that even though she's establishing a positive on-time payment history, that portion of it will work against her. So let's just make sure she keeps it below 30% of the limit, or she can pay it off before the end of the cycle, find out when the ending date of the cycle is, make sure her payment posts prior to that, and in doing so, uh, she would then have it reported to the Bureau as a zero balance. So either one of those would work. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Thank you so much. You answered all my questions. I really appreciate it, and I enjoy your program always. Thank you so much. Thank you, Francisco. God bless you, my friend. Well, before we run today, I want to ask you about how you think about money. Do you control how you spend it, save it, and give it, or does it seem to control you? Well, every day we talk about what the Bible has to say about money and how important it is to have a plan for how we manage it. If you haven't already done so, let me recommend that you check out the free MoneyWise app and let it help you get started on building a plan and working that plan so you control your money rather than it controlling you. You can find links to it on our website at moneywise.org. I'm Rob West. Many thanks to our amazing broadcast team and to you for listening. I hope you'll join us again next time right here on MoneyWise. MoneyWise is provided by MoneyWise Media and listeners like you.